0: please be seated Jesus said I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me though he die yet shall he live and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die I want to welcome you today as we gather together to give praise to God and to give witness to our faith and to celebrate the life of Dr. Samuel Gavin Norris Jr. He was born on March 19, 1938 in Monroe, North Carolina. And he graduated from this life into life eternal on December the 14th, 2021. His father was Samuel Gavin Norris Senior and his mother was Ruby Roland Norris. And he was preceded in death by his parents and by his sister Peggy Norris Robinson, his brother-in-law Carmer Robinson, brother John Roland Norris, and his father and mother-in-law James Howell Pruitt and Elizabeth Daniel Pruitt. Sam was survived by his wife of 59 years Leon, Gavin—excuse uh, me—Leon Pruitt Norris, daughter Melissa, and sons Samuel Gavin Norris III, Joseph Daniel Norris, and Luke Pruitt Norris. Sam is also survived by his brothers and sisters-in-law James Daniel Pruitt and Alice Barry Pruitt. Howell Van Pruitt and Becky Morgan Pruitt and Joyce Mackey Pruitt. Sam dearly loved his 13 grandkids. Oh, that, I just said something that was blatantly obvious, didn't I? <laughs> he dearly loved... And I'm going to go down through these names, and and I apologize if I, if I mispronounce anything. I think I got them. Megan Elizabeth, Right. Norris, Jacob Stewart Norris, Luke Charles Norris, John Carlos Norris, Olivia Witherspoon Norris, Samuel Mitchell Norris, James Pruitt Norris, Ruby Miley Norris, Evan Elizabeth Carson, Benjamin Thomas Norris, Osea Logan Norris, Ever Orion Norris, Haddon Adler Norris. How'd I do? Okay, all right. He was also a devoted uncle to his nieces and nephews. And along with a host of friends who are gathered here today, I think your being here is, is testament to the influence that his um, life had for all of us. He uh, was a graduate of Gadsden High School, 1956 graduate of Gadsden High School. Anybody else? in that class, or, or Gadsden High? <laughs> Gadsden High people? He is, now I'm, go, I'm not going to get started on this, but he, he was also graduate of Auburn University in 1960, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to start the War Eagle Roll Tide thing, because he also was a graduate of the University of Alabama Dental School. So he's got both bases covered there. Um, He served as a captain in the U.S. Army at Fort Stewart, Georgia and eventually returned to raise his family here in Gadsden where he practiced dentistry for 49 years. Um, Earlier um, when uh, there was uh, some people bringing flowers and things in and there was a gentleman there I didn't know and he he said, well, whose funeral are you having today? And I told him and he said, Really? He was my dentist for about 15 years and he didn't know, you know. Sam uh, touched a lot of lives uh, through not just his friends, his family, his patients. He um, provided leadership not just in his profession but also in his church, church he loved, the community that he loved, um, various organizations like the Cattlemen's Association, Etowah County YMCA, um, on and on. He um, wasn't doing it for the accolades, but that's one of the things that we're here to do today is to say uh, a life well lived, a life well lived. He, as a matter of fact, provided free uh, care to people who were not able to afford their dental care um, not in it for the glory, but to help people. And this is something that I, I, I did not realize, uh, is that he was into woodworking. And I guess if y'all knew him longer than I did, you, you did. And uh, making uh, custom furniture, um, handcrafted Windsor chairs for his children. Um, quiet man, quick, dry sense of humor is going to be missed, missed a great deal. Will you join me as we bow before the Lord in prayer? God, you are the Lord of life, and you are the conqueror of death, and you are our help in every time of trouble. We pray right now, this day, for comfort for everyone who mourns, for grace for all of us, That even in the presence of death, we will be able to worship you because we have that sure and certain hope of eternal life. And that we might be able to put our whole trust in your goodness and in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I want to invite you to sing along um, to a, a hymn that was one of Sam's favorites that he requested and it is number 189 in your hymnal or i believe the words may be up on the screen if you don't have a hymnal fairest lord jesus I want to share some scripture with you from Psalm 121 I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth he will not suffer thy foot to be moved he that keepeth thee will not slumber behold he that keepeth Israel Even forevermore, Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sam, uh, Sam and Leon, well, Leon requested this scripture uh, as a part of Sam's service, and I can't think of a better psalm to read because this is a psalm that is about a journey. This is a a, a pilgrim psalm. It was sung on the way to Jerusalem by a group of worshipers. And it was done in an antiphonal uh, way. In in other words, the first two verses would have been sung by the leader as they're traveling along. And then the rest of the verses would have been the response of the, the others in the group. And, and so it was kind of like a song for a journey. And um, the first two verses, as you might have noticed, were in first person. I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. And then the second part of it was done in second person. God is the one who keeps me. God is the one who does not slumber. God will not let my foot fall, stumble. It's a journey, and it represents that God walk, uh, watches over his people all along the journey. Now, if you were in that day and you were traveling on those rocky roads on the way to Jerusalem in the hill country, there would have been a lot of hazards that could have gotten to you. I mean, safety would have certainly been a concern going through there. It would have been easy for you to stumble on those roads. It would have been easy for you to fall down and hurt yourself. It would have been easy also for you just to suffer from heat exhaustion. There's always a possibility as you're traveling along those roads for you to be attacked by bandits and robbers. But here's the theme of Psalm 121 that that God takes care of his people God's feet don't stumble and God holds us as we go along our pilgrim's journey God never sleeps on the job and God watches over all of our coming in and all of our going out now the response to God's care and watching over us is that we lift up our eyes. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but we're always looking out for something. There's always something to catch our attention. Sometimes we lift up our eyes maybe to uh, some, something flashy that some advertiser wants us to, to purchase. Sometimes we lift up our eyes and see a diploma on the wall and think, wow, how smart I am. Sometimes we lift our eyes up to whatever. But here's what the psalmist says. I'm lifting up my eyes to God's beautiful creation. And it's reminding me that I have a creator who loves me and cares for me. All of the things that I see around me bear witness to the fact that I have a loving Heavenly Father. And so therefore... Knowing that the creator of all this beautiful stuff around me loves me, then what have I to fear? Our creator's eyes are upon us. It reminds me of Psalm 32 8, and this is a verse that I love. And God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go, I will counsel you with my eye upon you. God watches over his people and God watched over Sam, didn't he? All his years growing up, watching over him as he was going to Gadsden High School, as he went off to college watching over him going through school, watching over him, serving in the military, watching over him as he practiced dentistry for 49 years, watching over as Sam and Leon celebrated 59 years of marriage, 59 years, four children, 13 grandchildren. God watching over Sam as he participated and loved and led in his community, as he participated and loved and led in his church, quietly and faithfully doing all of that. God watching over him the whole time. All along his pilgrim journey. And Sam's response to that was to lift his eyes. To lift his eyes to his God from whence came his help. See, God preserved him. And as we all know, Sam's last few months on this earth were difficult. On him, on his family, on those who loved him. But I have no doubt in my mind that even when Sam was unable to communicate and talk with those who were caring for him so faithfully, that deep down Sam knew that he was being cared for and held by his good shepherd. Because as you know, the good shepherd watches over us even in the valley of the shadow of death. I just say today, thanks be to God for his gracious and preserving love. And thanks be to God for the life of Samuel Gavin Norris, Jr. Let us pray. Almighty Father, from whom we come and unto whom our spirits return, Oh God, you have been our dwelling place in all generations and you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. We pray today that you would grant your blessing in this hour and that you would enable us to put our trust in you so that our spirits could grow calm and our hearts be peaceful and comforted. God, as we lift our eyes up, beyond even the shadows of earth, help us to glimpse in our spirits the light of eternity so that we could find grace and strength in this and every hour of need through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Remembering Dad. It is wonderful to see all of your faces, see all of you who have traveled a fair distance to come and to honor Dad. Our family is honored that you've come. We appreciate all the condolences to the loss of our father. However, I would offer this. If you would also say, congratulations. Your dad lived a rich and rewarding life. And I would like to share with you a part of his life story that made it rich and rewarding to all of us. The farm. A big part of our lives growing up was spent at the farm off scenic highway on Nakalula Mountain. Dad had a goal of having a farm ever since he was in college. In 1978 and again in 1981, he purchased property that would become the farm and would become a source of countless family memories. We learned to work hard there, engaged in various projects from pulling fence line to set up an electric fence, to cattle drives, to change, cattle drives to change pastures or to send them through the corral to load them up for sale. We enjoyed numerous farm animals like Lucille the horse, which Sam, when he was 12, would jump on and ride bareback with no saddle or bridle at a full gallop across the hillside pasture. Nanny Bell, the goat, who roamed Merritt Springs Road and went into neighbors' homes and on top of their cars when we brought her home from the farm after a dog attack. Freckles, the sensitive Brahma bull, That was as friendly as a dog and would get his feelings hurt when chased by the couple of horses we had him separated with from the herd. We enjoyed numerous family gatherings like reunions, Sunday school parties, birthday and back to school parties, the 4th of July, Thanksgivings and a wedding. After all the cattle were sold and our last horse died, Dad eventually turned his attention to woodworking which was a source of great enjoyment for him and everyone who received one of his made-to-order creations. The new building, as we still call it, with the shop below on the ground level, was a place where we could create things for ourselves with wooden swords to beehive frames. The farm continues to be a place of enjoyment that spans three generations. Parenting style, with dad's leadership and mom's support, they reared us in a way that allowed us to make our own choices and find our own way within reasonable boundaries and expectations. They did not interfere in our personal lives and were always there to listen and provide advice when needed. Of course, there was dad's pregnant pause after he said your name. Dan, and I raced through my mind what he might have, have discovered that was going, he was going to discuss with me that morning which would turn into the dreaded lecture. <laughs> Even while working at his dental office, he could always, we could always call him up and Judy Payne, his office manager, would get him for us. We never felt like he was in a rush to get off the phone to see his next patient, but he had plenty of time to talk about whatever we needed. Dad was a source of encouragement, cheering us on, whether it was Luke as place kicker holding the ball for the winning field goal in the high school championship football game, Melissa getting through calculus classes to graduate with honors from Auburn in textile engineering, Sam building a new project at the farm like his outdoor shower or repairing the dam at the lake, or me standing up in front of the church where I am now to promote the importance of recycling when I was 18. Sense of humor. Dad brought a lot of levity to us in our extended family and most everyone that knew him well. He did more listening than talking, and his dry sense of humor with his hilarious quips would always come out when you would least expect it. Many of you have your own snor- stories that we look forward to hearing, and here are a few I would like to share. <clears throat> Melissa shared that in high school during a hymn of crown him with many crowns, In church, he leaned over and whispered to her, this is my favorite song. It took her a minute to comprehend dad's dentist humor and was then able to compose herself (laughs) Was laughing during the rest of the hymn. Luke shared that when he had taken up skydiving with some of his friends at the Naval Academy, dad commented, I don't know why anyone would want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I remember a time when we were in the den watching television and Dad had the remote. Just as soon as I began to get interested in what was on, he would change the channel. Frustrated, I said, Dad, can't we leave it on a station to watch what is on? And he replied, Dan, I'm not interested in what's on. I'm interested in what else is on. (laughs) Sam recounts being at the farm in the cabin and talking with Dad and Uncle Howell, that he was planning to ask Joan to marry him. They were quiet after he told them, and Sam asked, you do like Joan, don't you? <laughs> Dad nodded and said, a lot better than we like you. <laughs> <laughs> when attending the funeral of my Aunt Peggy, Dad's sister, when everyone was departing, we discussed what she died from, which like my grandfather, was conditions related to Alzheimer's, to which he replied, yep, that's what gets us. The greatest of dad's legacy was the love that he had for mom and all of us. My sister-in-law, Joan, you know, the one we like better than Sam, (laughs) has a sticker on her coffee container that states, whatever the question, love is the answer. Love is also a verb. And in no time have I seen this verb put into action greater than when Mom cared for Dad when he began to decline in May. She cared for him selflessly, attended to him five to six hours a day. Well, she was he was in nursing care and saw him through to the end with gentle compassion, because to her it was the only thing to do. Would you please put your hands together and join me in applause and appreciation for her love and bravery during this difficult time? Dad, thank you for being a wonderful father, husband, friend, and dentist. Rest in peace.
2: Hear these words from the 21st Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And then I would like to read selected verses from 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, with which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead the firstfruits of those who have died. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of weed or some other grain. But God gives it a body as He has chosen. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a physical body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. When this perishable body puts on the imperishability and this mortal body puts on immortality then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have come here just a few days before Christmas to acknowledge that this is the celebration of the beginning of our faith. But we come here this afternoon to celebrate the completion of our faith in Jesus Christ. We come here as as a resurrection people, a people who know eternal life, just as Sam has been resurrected We too come here with that hope and that promise. We have come here today to celebrate life, not death. We have come here to celebrate the life of Sam Norris. And our lives have been enriched because we have had the opportunity to know Sam and to share our lives with him. As Paul wrote in Romans, we do not live to ourselves, And we do not die to ourselves. As a matter of fact, we live in a community. This community. And Sam lived in this community and his life intersected our lives and our lives enriched his life and his life enriches our lives. So we have come here today to celebrate the gifts that Sam has for each of us. His knowledge, values, Sacrifices, faith, and love. For love is not only a verb, love is a person. And we come this day to celebrate just how Sam embodied that love, gave flesh to that love. As members of his family, his friends, and his neighbors, we have benefited from his attributes. We are recipients. we have come to celebrate and to remember Sam's contributions to our lives through his character and values. We're here to remember what is true and just and honorable and gracious and excellent. For Sam's life said something about each of these values. He was a dedicated family man. He gave himself to his family as a loving, <coughs> as a loving husband, father, and wait for it, as a father of 13 grandchildren whom he adored. He was a devoted uncle to 10 nephews and nieces. He served his country as a captain in the U.S. Army at Fort Stewart. He served this community for 49 years as a dentist. He provided free dental care to those who could not afford uh, to pay without regard of recognition or accolades. He treated each patient fairly and with kindness. He provided leadership in this community through the 5th District Dental Society, through the Etowah Cattlemen's Association and the Etowah County YMCA. He served God through this church as a member of the Board of Stewards. But more importantly, he worshiped here with Leon and other members of his family regularly. He had a quiet faith, but a deep faith. He shared with his family and his friends and with his neighbors lessons of faith, hope, and love because he embodied love. He lived a quiet life, a rich and rewarding life He didn't have to be the center of attention. He put others in the center. His wife, his family, his patients, his friends, and his God. All of these expressions of Sam's love have quietly been passed along to each of us. He exemplified the very best attributes with wit, and humor. Now, Sam would quickly admit that he was not perfect, but he had some excellent qualities to pass on to all of us. So we've come here this afternoon to celebrate. We are a resurrection people, and Sam has experienced the fullness of that resurrection. We have come here with hope and with faith We have come here to be renewed and to be reminded of the promise that death is not the final indignity heaped upon life, but love. Love remains. Love endures. To quote Paul, love never ends. And so we have come here this day to, to express to God our thanks for Sam's life. a life that embodied love, a life that was an example that encouraged us to embody that same love that came came from His Creator, from His God. But most of all, we have come here to thank God for the gifts He has given us through the life of Sam Norris. We have come to thank God for Sam Norris, who stood quietly and faithfully, with strength, and courage, and hope, and peace, and lived a life of love. Thanks be to God for all His blessings. Amen. Amen.
0: When lecturing as a visiting professor at a seminary, the great theologian called Karl Barth was asked by one of the students if he could sum up his theology in just one line. And he said, Yes, I can. And that line is this Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Um, that's how we're going to close this service today by that simple and yet profound song that we learned probably when we were little kids. Um, Following that hymn, um, after the benediction, the family would like to invite you to join them upstairs in the gathering room on the second floor of of our church to have some refreshments, to, to greet and talk with them. Maybe you didn't get a chance to talk very much but you are all invited to do that. Thank you on behalf of the family for coming to celebrate Sam's life. Now will you stand with me as we sing hymn number 191 in the hymnal, Jesus Loves Me. Thing before our benediction, if you have someone that you um, know who couldn't be here today, if you go to our church website, fumcgadston.org, then they will be able to watch a recording of this service and, and participate in that way. Thank you again for being here. Now, may the God of peace, who brought again the dead, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you will need to do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.